This is a HeadGum Original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Yeah, that was only half of it. So I figured we would play half of it now because he, it's jam-packed full of references and it's very it's not a theme song, it's a real song basically. Wow. I love the second half at the end of the episode, but that was Alex Southey, a musician from Toronto who's always been a fan, obviously. Of course. Uh and he thinks both of us will recognize the song from the late late 90s. So it could have been a high school or university favorite. It's Mazzy's Star Fade Into You. Interesting. I don't know that I did recognize it. I thought it sounded like Radiohead or something, mm. like fake plastic trees. Is that Radiohead? I don't know. I was not into, I mean, it's been clearly established that I was not into like cool music when I was in high school. I mean, it was cool uh, to me and it's, it's actually aged really well over time. Of course. As you <laughs> what? <know. laughs> Dude Ranch? Dude Ranch. <laughs> Cheshire Cat <Yeah>. much? Yeah. <laughs> But he also um, like Dave. He was pretty slow. Dave Matthews? Yeah. I don't think Ants Marching is a very slow song. It's actually a major pick-me-up uh, <laughs> song. What would Sorry. you say? Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty <laughs> amp. Dancing Nancys? Tripping Billies? I mean, come on, dude. I don't know what you're did talking you like, about. Did you like Blink and Dave at the same time? Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> I guess I contained multitudes that year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We're recording this kind of live. It's going to be Monday morning and released Monday, slightly afternoon. So recording this on Monday, July 19th. You are in LA all weekend long. That's right. We saw each other for the first time in a year and a half. Does seeing me on Zoom feel different now, having seen me as recently as the day before yesterday? Uh, no, I guess it feels kind of similar. And it's weird because since we do Zoom literally every day for a year and a half, it didn't feel like I hadn't seen you for that long. Yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> it was like, it was fake reunion because I still, 
I saw you just as much as I did when you lived here. I just hadn't like physically seen you. So it was mm-hmm. kind of bizarre. It was, I mean, it was a lot for me. It was intense. I think it was like a little surreal to see you in the flesh, but because we've seen each other so much and because we've talked so much and we've been friends for so long, it like the adjustment was pretty quick. Like by yeah. that afternoon, it felt normal. Um, but everybody, like seeing the rest of the office, that like didn't wear off. Right. You were, you saw our new headgum space for the first time, which was kind of cool. Saw the new headgum space, met like five new people that we hired that I've seen on Zoom, but never in person. So that was wild. Yeah. Was anybody taller or shorter than you thought? I knew I grew a few inches this quar. Was yeah. that kind of weird to see? It was weird, but I mean, I knew that you had gotten the um, the shin lengthening surgery. Um, <laughs> it was natural. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm 6'3 yeah. now, and mm-hmm. I had a, a weird month where I was sort of bedridden. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of cool to be like Unrelated. the primo Haido now. Danny's t- Danny is tall. Danny's taller than I thought yeah. he was going to be. Yeah, Danny's a natural 6'3". Mm-hmm. A natural, actual 6'3". A legit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should say, we also shot some stuff in LA for the first time in years and years and years. That's right, yeah. Um, the last video we shot together was the Trump video in 2016. And we we made a, um, a COVID list video in early 2020. But I wouldn't even consider that a Jake and Amir because we were all so low-key depressed uh, it did right, so that didn't count because we didn't were sad count. that year. <laughs> yeah, and we filmed it on our. I mean, I filmed it by myself on an iPhone, so it felt sort of like going through the motions. Anyway, um, yeah, how did you feel about shooting Jake and Amir? Uh, it was. I don't know. I didn't. Again, it felt like I've done it so many times that I didn't have to like get into character. It seems like it's written in such a way that. I'm forced to be that person. So like, I feel like I was able to slide back into what the Amir character was. Yeah. It feels like we've been, I mean, we do like basically in character esque bits on the podcast all the time. We had the headgum videos where like, sometimes I was insane and sometimes you were insane. Um, so yeah, that's so we kept practice, but we knew that we had the cadence. The, the most comfortable thing for me was writing a Jake and Amir. When I, I wrote a quick cut one um, before I came out and it just flowed out of me. It was, like, <laughs> yeah. it was exactly like putting on an old pair of shoes and just like comfortable, easy, no problem. Right. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the audience agrees because they might see like, whoa, yeah. this is way worse. I don't know what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll think we lost a step, but the the reality is I think it's the same and the old videos were also bad if you don't like them now. <laughs> You've changed. You've yeah. changed. Not You've me. grown. Not That's right. us. This is not like when when people didn't like Blink-182's self-titled newest album, but then yeah. a couple of years <laughs> later um, all of a sudden I'm feeling this is like a classic blink song. And that's right. That's not how people <laughs> felt. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Drake has a lyric where he says, I, I come out with a classic and years later, people say it's a sleeper. Like, yeah, 
<laughs> like they don't like the new shit till it becomes the they old shit. Don't you don't have to get defensive yet. Like, I'm not. Even I'm just. I'm just discussing videos, what it is to be an artist. No, uh, yeah. and have like. I'm talking about it for Drake. I'm different. I'm different. Yeah. yeah. No, the, our fans are different. <laughs> our fans are cooler. Um, by the way, if you want to support this endeavor, you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon because that's what we're using to uh, fund the operation. We don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So now that. that it's RIP, we sort of have to make it ourselves, which is a little more complicated. Right. The, <laughs> we should talk about how the first uh, day we get there, we don't have any of the equipment we need to actually shoot. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we never like, ever how took hard our producers. We never took our producers for granted, but we definitely didn't have any idea how to do it ourselves. We showed up, yeah. and the. The Zoom didn't work. We couldn't record the audio. We didn't have batteries for it. We had to walk to the store to get the batteries. You forgot the tripod. We were balancing <laughs> and the SD a card on a shelf. When we finally got it going, you didn't have the SD card. The labs were cutting out. Um, by the time we we were we're so quick when we shoot, we were able to shoot the video in like less than an hour, and it took us two hours to to get the frame ready to call action. That's right. Um, yeah <laughs> but you know we're we're shaking the rust off that's we're getting the yeah. kinks out i think that um the more we do it the more practice we have the better it's going to be yeah so we shot three episodes hoping to edit and release soon enough um and we used to you know write shoot edit and now we have to do that but also the fourth thing which is produce and that's right. the one that we're not quite used to so yeah Hopefully, but that's the thing that hopefully the audience doesn't realize or notice as much. And right. we tried to step it up even within these three. So don't don't judge them as uh, individually quite yet. This is a grand work of art we're sort of building towards. Mm -hmm. And when and when you watch them, and if you don't think they're funny or the acting is good or the shots look good, at least know that it's impressive that they exist because we produced them. And yeah, that's, I can't help. That's not. I can't stress that enough. House. We're EPs now and also mm -hmm. line P's now. So That's we'll right. like pay people and also show up with a tripod if right. necessary. Yeah. That being said, I did forget to bring the tripod. You forgot to bring the tripod. But, you know, we used to just roll up to the office. Crew call was like two hours before us. We would walk in. The shots were set up. They're like, sit in. Are you guys ready? We'd roll. We yeah. opened the gate for the crew this time. That's, yeah. that's being an EP. And and shout out to Jeffrey, who did all the audio, the dumbass himself, and yeah. Avi, who shot the things and made it look great. So That's right. ho hopefully you guys see those soon. Can't wait. Um, all right. I'm, um, I should say this is If I Were You, an advice podcast. Uh, the only one on the web hosted by us. I'm Amir. Correct. I'm Jake. And I am shirtless at 10.30 a.m. recording. I usually have a shirt when we record. Yeah. I was, I'm curious... Because I said, no shirt. And then you said, it's been a day. Yeah. So here's what my 8 to 10.30 was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I wake two up and a half hours. You wake up at yeah. 8. Okay. Wake up at 8. Nice, normal time. Go to grab a banana. And I see uh, on my kitchen floor, there's some ants. No big deal. I've been there before. Mm -hmm. I can handle ants. It's kind of gross that there's ants, but that's what happens in LA. It gets warm. They find food. They sneak into your house through every corner and crevice, any nook and cranny. Mm -hmm. Then I take a closer look, 
And it's not quite just ants. Uh, my kitchen has a sliding door that opens up to the outside. It's not just quite ants. There's, it seems to be a party of ants, and it looks like um, little pieces of rice. And I'm like, huh, that's not okay. My dog starts sniffing it. I start getting closer. And I'll sort of send you what I took a picture of and I saw, which was um, oh, no. ants sort of eating. And I, I, I sort of, it, it creeps me out even now to say this word, but maggots. There were uh, dozens and dozens of, is it larvae? Is it maggots? It's fly eggs that hatched into these creepy crawly worms um, that are on the ground. So they're Are you crawling. Sending it to me? I don't know if I need slip. to see it. Yeah, don't yeah, I'm it. sending it to you. Oh. And so, <laughs> ew, ew, and yes, ew. yeah, and they're all like surrounding and eating the maggots. Basically, how I'm you would design something de- I'm horrific. Deleting, I'm deleting these right now. Yes. So you don't even want to see the photo. Imagine having that in your on your floor. Like, I don't even know what to begin to do. Like, there's hundreds of ants and dozens of maggots. So I have to be like, okay, take a beat, get grossed out, and then, like, wonder what what happens now. Like, do I call someone? Do I vacuum them up? Do I wash them out? Do I spray them? Do I use a dustpan and, like, a broom? Like, I... I've never dealt with this specific issue before. They're, they're little worms surrounded by ants that have crawled into my kitchen. I don't know the source of it even. I don't even know what these things are. So I text a group thread of people who have owned a house longer than me. And I'm like, all right, has anyone dealt with this situation? What are these things? How did they get in? That's nice. I like a group thread versus going to the internet. Yeah. In, um, group thread had some insight. Um, my friend Ofer, who's very knowledgeable about the matter, homeowner, and also like is a very handy man, has chickens and compost and like knows about this whole ecosystem. Right away, he diagnoses it. These are fly eggs. A fly, just like a little fly, you know, the kind that buzzes around your kitchen, can uh-huh. lay hundreds of eggs that turn into these in seven to 20 hours. And so fast. These. These will become these will become flies somehow. I don't know how because ants are eating them alive. Right. And he's like, just try to like um, get them out of your house because they'll soon become flies. All right. Try to get them out of my house. I put the dog back into the bedroom to mm-hmm. keep. Them how do you from try to get them out of your house? You just tell them to go very forcefully. Yeah, I sort of use a stern tone. Uh, I mean, at first I tried yeah. to use like with ants, you could just use a wet paper towel and like clean it like dust. Mm-hmm. But these things are too, they're too thick. It's not quite ant level. So yeah. like going like this is like smushing rice into the ground. It doesn't do anything. Oh, it's God. A, <laughs> I lift up a fucking, you know, like when you stand over the, on the sink or when you, yeah, when you're at the sink, there's a little carpet, mm-hmm. yeah. a carpet, a rug, a right. little rug. I have a few of them in my kitchen. Turn those over. Oh, you better believe there's dozens underneath each fucking rug. It's starting to spread. Yeah. And at this point, the ants are crawling on me. And I'm feeling it. I'm feeling this fucking and you don't visceral like, you, creepy you're, crawling. You don't like ants 
at all. No, you're grossed no, out. No, I that. don't like ants. Don't like ants, and I especially don't like the worms. At this point, Avital's there in the kitchen, commiserating with me. She definitely doesn't want to like start sweeping, touching, squishing, crawling these creepy crawly loser fucks. So <laughs> I'm like feeling them all over my body, and I'm like shaking. I'm like, oh, this is so fucking gross. It's really hot. I'm starting to sweat. So what I decide to do is use, uh, I have a, um, God, a broom and a dustpan outside. Uh-huh. So I'm like fucking just shoveling them like it's like it's spilled quinoa or orzo into a dustpan dozens at a time. But like you know they're still alive. So in yeah, the they're, dustpan they're, they're crawling moving. on the they're dustpan. They're crawling. Yeah. Yes. So I'm doing that over and over, flipping them outside, doing that over and over, flipping them outside looking under another carpet more of them i'm like holy shit how did this to, happen i have to burn my house down i don't know last night there were none today <laughs> there's hundreds i move up every carpet at a certain point they're no longer under the carpets so i guess they all contained in the live uh the kitchen carpets i That's take good. all the carpets outside shake them out take all the creepy crawlies throw them out spray the floor down clean the floor vacuum as a last thing and at this point, it's like 10 a.m. I've done this for two hours trying to like oh. desant- desanitize, resanitize my entire kitchen. God. I think they're gone. But like, I guess there's also a chance. I mean, I don't even know where. I don't even. I didn't find the origin. I didn't you gotta, see yeah, like, you gotta okay, do, this is the home base. You got to do a deep clean. You have to empty out your cabinets. There's some. There's like. But none of them are in the cabinets. They're all on the floor in the kitchen under the carpets and i took all the carpets out and i cleaned the floor i guess i'll see if they're back in an hour or two but as far as i can see they're all gone for now but i don't know Mm -hmm. how they got there like a fly died underneath a carpet and laid 300 eggs i think you gotta do it i think you gotta yeah you gotta do a deep clean because they're in the cabinets they're hang. they're waiting in the wings for shit like that to happen that's yeah i've had like i've had fruit flies before and yeah. like, you know, you put the fruit out and the flies eventually leave. And I've had right. some flies, stragglers come in, but I don't know what the, where I didn't like see the epicenter of these things. So like, I don't know what to set on fire and destroy. It might so be right a mattress. Now, <laughs> <laughs> it might be inside you. Is there a world where a fly fucking laid its eggs in your nose and you sneezed all this out last night? <laughs> God, the fucking nightmare. Just ants carrying maggots. Like, what's grosser than that? It's the big two of gross. I guess if there was, like, a dead mouse that they were all living in in my bedroom, it could be worse. But this is is almost as gross as it gets. Mm Mm-hmm. Oy, oy, oy. Oy, oy, oy is right. I mean, that's just one of the classic fun parts about owning a house. You don't don't get to call somebody to deal with it. It's all just UV mags and it's like who mm-hmm. flinches first and it I was remember, me they I remember beat me. one of the one of the grosser things when i first got my place in la was um like up where i was living there was like coyotes you know um it's there yeah in silver lake too um but one day i woke up and there was like there was some kind of like there was some kind of like rodent or some like some coyote food was dead in my courtyard and i <laughs> like an exposed raccoon corpse yeah, or something right <laughs> oh yeah maybe that's what it was a raccoon i know it wasn't a skunk cuz it wasn't that gross but it's like a prairie dog i don't even know it just it was bigger than a squirrel and i was like <laughs> roadkill basically yeah. 
totally. And it, in the middle of my courtyard, half devoured um, by coyotes. Um, and it smelled <laughs> awful. Jill was very upset. And like, I, there's not like with that, it's just like one, it wasn't even a problem. It was just like one thing I had to get over, like find a way to put this thing into a garbage. And um, I went down into the shed and I got a shovel. Yeah. And you need like a rake or something gonna, long and sharp. Yeah. You're not going to like this story. I went to shovel it and it <laughs> opened up and it like exploded into maggots. Oh, God. So I wonder like, if that's what the origin of this one. Yeah. I mean, flies just basically lay eggs in things. I just don't yeah. know what they laid eggs in. I hope there's not a an open exposed raccoon. I, there wasn't any in my trash either. I yeah. took my trash cans out too and fucking hosed and sprayed them down. I have no idea. Oh, all right. Good. Good. The good news is I think my kitchen is cleaner now than it has been for a while because I sprayed and bleached and vacuumed and everything. Wow. Good good on you. That's really nice. I had a similar thing. I mean, we're just doing story time now, but recently we heard a bang and there was a little dead birdie uh, right outside of our house. Like he tried to oh, fly in, hit the yeah. window and it was just like a dead fucking bird. Like that's an annoying thing to try to get rid of. It's like, is this going to wake up? Is he startled? Am I trying to like now like shoo mm. him into like a garbage bag? Very yeah. Gross and sad. How'd you pick up the bird? I used a, a a broom and sort of brushed him into an open garbage can. But I was very scared the entire time that it would just be like, "All right, let me get out of here and start flying towards me." I was I was ready to be startled, and it never happened. Birds are nice. I guess something is kind of trying to final fantasy. Is that what it's called when like random bad shit happens to you? Is that is that Final Fantasy? Um, final fan? I don't think so. Resident Evil. No, it's like that. Uh. <laughs> it's not Final Fantasy. That's a video game. It's like that right. movie series where, like, you know, you go on a roller coaster and like something bad happens. Oh, to, like, Final person. Destination. Yeah, Final. Yeah. So they're trying to Final Destination warn me to leave my house. <laughs> Last week, a bird died in my kitchen, and now there's fucking maggots and ants right. everywhere. There's something yeah. cursed in here. You're gonna you're gonna come to New York. Your house is gonna blow up because there's like a carbon monoxide. <laughs> that's. That's what's going to cool. happen. Yeah. <laughs> at least, Death is after At least you. the maggots will be gone once my house blows up. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a break and actually answer some questions. Now that we've talked about your trip, shooting videos, and of course, maggots, the big three. Oh, yeah. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our show. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, it can be easy to ignore your social battery and spread yourself thin, but that's not helping anybody. Right on. It is not. If you're feeling depressed or anxious about the state of the world or some sort of interpersonal relationship you're having with family, friends, loved ones, your job potentially. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. The best way to help yourself out of life's difficult situations is to talk to a professionally licensed therapist. And the best way to find a therapist is with BetterHelp. Exactly. Right. Finding a therapist used to be so difficult. You used to like have to ask a friend of a friend, drive to a waiting room, give it a shot, see how it goes. But with BetterHelp, right. you just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist right away, and you can switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Perfect. And you know the whole thing's online, too. Oh, yeah. So you don't have to drive somewhere. You don't have to sit anywhere. You can just log on from your house. You can even text your therapist, which is very nice. That's cool. So find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Just visit BetterHelp.com slash segments today to get 10% off your first month. 
Therapists can be very expensive. With BetterHelp, they're affordable. And if you go to betterhelp.com slash segments, you'll even get an extra 10% off their already more affordable price uh, for your first month. You'll love to hear it. So treat your mental health seriously. Take advantage of this great offer. That's betterhelp.com slash segments. Segments. Thank you, BetterHelp. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. And we're back. Uh, all right, I checked again. It's still seemingly clean over there. So nice. There we go. 30 minutes in. Cool. I am like... You know when you're sort of sweaty, so you take your shirt off, and but then it's like air conditioned, so now I just feel freezing. Yeah, so I'm like have completely transformed to a cold, naked man as I record this episode. <laughs> God, what a low point for you, and on a Monday too. Yeah, classic hashtag Mondays. Am I right? Starting off the week Wait wrong. That. Um. All right, we tweeted from our mm. Jake and Amir Twitter account. That's right. Uh, for some lightning round cues to A. Hell yeah, right. people came yeah, through. Um, I like this question from uh, Mo Money Mo Problems. Dark Fruits yeah. Poppy uh, tweets, who could eat more of their favorite food by mass or volume in one sitting out of the two of you? Wow, that's a good question. I wanted to answer because um, I think it's me. Well, what would your food be? Um, Annie's macaroni and cheese. Okay. And I could genuinely never stop eating it. (laughs) The only reason I ever stop is because there isn't more. Yeah. So I I guess that sounds like a good video because there has to be a theoretical point where you start feeling Mm -hmm. so sick and you, I guess you've never been there, right? No, I've like definitely taken down two boxes solo. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, there have been times where I ate a box of Annie's alongside um, McDonald's french fries and a chicken sandwich. Like, yeah. that's big. I, that's a lot. 
Mine would probably be French fries, or if I really wanted to take this seriously, watermelon. Because watermelon is very big, and I can eat it without getting filled up with oil and salt. It would just be sweet water. I guess if we did it strategically like that, where like you're eating watermelon and I'm eating Annie's, it feels like by volume you'd you'd have to win. Yeah. Um, But... I think back at the college humor off, old college humor office, do you remember a bet where somebody said, I bet you can't eat three pounds of food from the deli hot bar? <laughs> and uh, I think it was Zach Klein who ended up just buying three pounds of watermelon and eating it fairly easily. Wow. <laughs> he like beat the system because a Zach lot of Klein. it is just water. <laughs> yeah. He's a smart guy. He's very <laughs> yeah. intelligent. Um, I don't think anybody ate like three pounds of like turkey meatloaf and mashed potatoes. <laughs> Kevin Corrigan did. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. What is your preferred amount of time to wait between watching TV episodes? Hmm. Like, so what was the last show you binged? And did you do nightly or do you prefer like, let's take a few days off and come back? Jilla and I got really into this show called what was it called what was it called oh Sounds halt like and catch really fire into it no, <laughs> yeah you've already talked about this show okay um so i think that like i'm not like the kind of like binger like let's stay up late and keep on watching like yeah i think i want to go to bed by i want to start getting ready for bed by 11 so like usually two um, but I like a back to back, but yeah, a ba- like back to back. And then the next night, that's kind of like a vibe. I prefer like the, the live succession cadence of like awesome episode. Let's wait a week. I don't have the, like, I need to wait and then fucking watch six in a night like that. It takes mm. it away from me a little bit. I mean, you become numb to the story and like the excitement. Mm. I guess I, I, that's true. But I, I think a back-to-back and then you could wait a couple days. I feel like it's nice. It's just really nice to get that, like, that second attaboy, that, like, second dopamine hit. Like, you you have a great sandwich and you finish one half and you still have the other one ready to go. I like yeah. that feeling a lot. <laughs> yeah. But-, but you also, you have sports is the thing. And I do too. And I like that. But it it makes watching TV a lot easier because you're not like constantly looking for something new. It's like when I like something, I'm like, great, I'll watch two episodes of Halt and Catch Fire and tomorrow it's uh, game four of this playoff series that I'm invested in. Um, right. And on the weekend, I'm watching football and it, it's, and, and, I, right. and that's football in the worldly sense, not American football, which I am actually out on. Um, really? Yeah, I am not in. Last year, I only watched. I only watched the um, uh, whatever. What's the big one called? The Super Bowl. <laughs> what's the big one called? I almost called. How it the World dare Series. you? Yeah, no, I only watched the Super Bowl. I don't even think I watched the playoffs. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I I always talk to like friends of mine who don't watch any sports at all. Like good friends of mine have not watched a single football, basketball. Like don't know anything, and they just like yeah they're. They need to have, a, like, from 8 to midnight, they're watching something else. And it's like, they watch so much, like, Netflix. I'm like, how do you have time yeah. to watch all these, like, random shows? It's like, well, I watch five hours of sports a day. They watch five hours of 
a movie or a TV show that I've never heard of. And so yeah. it all adds up to the same amount of time. What do you do when basketball is not on? You watch American football? Yeah, but in between basketball and football, there's a few months of just like not knowing what to do. I, I, I can't even tell you what I do at night. <laughs> wow. And then during the pandemic, there was like no sports for like four months straight. That was a real low point. Yeah. I'm a, I'm got a good sports clip going now. The, uh, I guess soccer has gone. Uh, the worldly soccer, the worldly football, I mean, uh, but I'm into formula one. I'm watching the, uh, the grand prix every Sunday now. Wow. Maybe I could do that. That'll fill up one morning, but then do I really need more? Shouldn't I just like purposefully avoid it so I don't watch more sports? I guess so, but sports, I think sports are a really beautiful thing. It's like human drama that's like unfolding. Um, oh, the Olympics are coming up. That'll be a great two weeks of non-basketball, non-football sporting event. Yeah, and they have, they've got basketball. Are all of the um, basketball players, like I, I saw Kevin Love's not participating because of uh, the you know, the fucked up nature of them forcing the uh, athletes to do it, et cetera. <laughs> uh, I thought he was just injured and old. Maybe that's it. Um, is are all of the NBA like stars going to be in on the team? No, a bunch of them don't want to go. LeBron said he was kind of old and he's already won three gold medals, so he doesn't need to do it again. Um, Chris Paul, same, needs to recover. Anthony Davis also won, doesn't need to play. James Harden was going to play, didn't play. The one the one player that didn't need to play and is there anyway is Kevin Durant. He's like, yeah, I'll go to Tokyo and keep playing basketball. They're like, are you sure? You had a long season. He's like, ah, I got nothing to do. I'll go to fucking Japan. That's it's awesome. Like, it's Kevin Durant and a few others. And then three people who are playing in the finals. So Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton are all on the Olympic team. If this series Jeez. goes to seven... It's like game seven is on Thursday of this week. And then like the Olympics begins three days later in Tokyo. So that's insane. <laughs> they all, they all have to battle each other and then take a private jet together, maybe across the world and then start playing again together in a few days with a, with a group of strangers that they've never played with before. That's bonkers. I mean, it's, yeah. it, and it's the Olympics. So even though like they always win handily, but it's still hard. Not always. Yeah. Really? They used to. Yeah. They used to always win handily. And then, more and more of the stars were like, oh, we don't need to play. And then it's like they started losing again, like in 2000 or 2004. Uh, they either didn't medal or finished in third or something because the world caught up. The U.S. got worse. And then there was the redeemed team in 2008 where like Kobe, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, they all like, all right, all right oh. let's go back and win a, we'll win a gold medal. And, they did, and then they did. And then I think they did again in 2012 as well. I see. I see. Wow. But now USA is like losing to these teams because like you look at like a team like Slovenia, they have like Luka Doncic and like four other like really good players that practice together and play together. They're a lot better than like this random poo-poo platter of not even all-stars that the USA is trotting out. So well, it, it's going to be a lot more interesting. Great. I'm excited. Uh, all right. Here's a question. What's your least favorite animal? Asked Julia Barnfield. I guess mine's a tie between uh, ants and maggots, I think. Yeah. Although is, ants, is maggot an animal or is it like a, a should I just say flies? Because that's what they somehow turn into. Um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty, that is definitely bad. I think that I probably, I mean, mine is cockroaches. I fucking hate those like fucking huge water bugs. 
Um, oh yeah, which I think are different ever... than cockroaches. I don't like cockroaches either, but I think water bugs is the thing that I really hate. Can't you ever catch one in a glue trap? Um, I've never laid out a glue trap. I've seen them caught in glue traps. Um, when Would I got my place in New York, glue trap? I saw. I was looking at. <laughs> I was in the basement, and there was a huge cockroach in a glue trap, and I somehow wasn't deterred. Were you able to? Would you be able to lift up a glue trap with a a one or two cockroaches stuck on it and throw it away? Um, yeah, but I would be worried about it. I would. Can I put it? Can I wrap it around like a paper towel or a cloth? That's probably what I would want to do. Um, you could use a cloth, but not a paper towel. Great, as long as I don't have to see them. As I'm like, my fear would be like you with the bird. Like I pick up the glue trap, and then somehow it like it <laughs> rips off its wrist. leg and yeah, <laughs> digs a claw into my arm, crawls into my skin. That's what I. That's what I'd like to avoid, ideally. Yeah, and then at a certain point, you'd become much like Kafka's Metamorphosis, a cockroach yourself. That's right. Just like Men in Black, Vincent D'Onofrio's role. Sugar water. Sugar water. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, What's Amir's best basketball card? Asks Shifty Ameli. What's Amir's Um, best basketball card? I believe it's a Ja Morant dunk. Is it not? Wow. That's that's the right answer for my uh, NBA Top Shot, my best digital NFT basketball card. But he's asking about mm. my best physical basketball card. Oh, I see. Is it the one? I mean, it's got to be the one you gave me, the goat. Yeah, LeBron. The LeBron. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> okay, it's obviously not. Okay. That's why I gave it. <laughs> What's your I would best say one? It's a t- it's a tie between a LeBron rookie that I went in with with two other friends because it was too expensive. And this Chris Paul rookie card that I got, which was a, a rare one of 399. So I'm wow. hoping he wins the championship a little bit. Um, that's a tie I between you, I a Chris Paul the, and a LeBron rookie. I thought you wanted the Bucks. I do kind of, because I also bet on the Bucks to win the championship a month ago. I so I got I got it from both sides. If the Suns win, then it's good for my card. If the Bucks win, it's good for my bet. But I do find myself rooting for Giannis more than Chris Paul. Chris Paul is kind of a dickling, and Giannis is like this really sweet, humble superstar. Mm-hmm. Right. Cool. Did you watch the game on Saturday? Yeah, I had a great Saturday night, because I went out on Friday night. I was kind of hungover. Um and I just ordered food from my old favorite hangover spot in LA, and I watched it in my hotel room. I sat in a wow. robe, ate a cheesesteak, watched <laughs> the game. It was awesome. Yeah. God, the ending was historically amazing. That comeback and then the steal to the alley-oop. Oh, my God. I missed God. it, but it sounded great. You missed the alley-oop? That yeah, I, I watched the first three quarters and then the highlights later. Wow. Uh, yeah, you, really, right. you missed the best parts. Let's take another break, and uh, I want to ask you about that Friday night where you raged harder than you have in years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back. Uh, okay. Oh. You, you came to LA on Wednesday. That's right. Left on Sunday. Correct. Friday night, smack dab in the middle. Mm-hmm. You go out New York style, I'll call it. It is hot, heavy, crowded, sweaty, mm. insane, intense. I'm not even there. I, yeah. I couldn't attend, slightly afraid to attend, you know, a right. huge maskless gathering of strangers. You fucking go belly first into the beast. That's are you right. thinking about COVID at all or are you too drunk to care? Um, I wasn't thinking about it at all. I didn't think about it before I went out when I was drunk or like before I was drunk. <laughs> so definitely not when I was drunk. Uh, so what was register. the party? Yeah. Um, it was a party called Candy Pop. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and it was in like a, a ballroom in like downtown LA. Um, there was like a stage, um, a huge DJ booth, a dance floor, and they were playing songs from like the 90s and early 2000s. Um, just every single top 40 hit you could they- want. Basically what we used to chase in every Mm -hmm. city we went to, our goal was to find this Shangri-La. Yeah, we were always looking for the 90s or like the early, really the early 2000s hip hop dance party. We wanted to go somewhere where they were playing Big Pimpin'. That was the (laughs) dream. Okay. So you get Um, there. Are you late? Are you lit? Is it already crowded? Are you into it instantly? Um. I was, I so what did I do first on Friday? Oh, I so I hung out with the NADPOD crew. Um, we recorded some episodes. We went out to dinner, um, and then I dropped my car at the hotel and I Ubered to Marty's. And I'd recorded, I'd eaten. Um, I had my first drink, and I'm like, he makes me a drink at, at his house, and I was like, I I wonder how long I'm even gonna stay out. Cohen came out to meet us. Um, Marty had some other friends that were coming to the house, and I was like, oh, I hope I don't disappoint everybody because I don't really feel like dancing. I'm probably just gonna like hang <laughs> for a little bit. You're kind of fried, yeah. yeah and it was like nothing to do with day. like, yeah. I wasn't worried about the crowds. I was just like, honestly, I was like tired. Um, had a drink. We went to went to the club. Still like not even that excited. Um, have we get there though? And uh, there's a small line. And I was right in front of a convenience store, so I ran in and I got a five-hour energy. And <laughs> oh, I drank wow, that. very New York style. <laughs> yeah, the line the line was short; it was only like five minutes. And inside, it was like half crowded. Like we were able to walk right up to the bar with no wait. There's like the dance floor, um, but like if you needed to go to the bathroom, you could like move through the crowd without touching anybody. Um, we got vodka Red Bulls. We took a shot. We wow, a shot. Yeah, a fucking shot. 
a shot. When's the last time you took a shot? Just a straight up, let's get this into our system as fast as possible. Yeah, I mean, a sh- I, I mean, I probably kind of recently, but it still feels really good. <laughs> uh, I mean, not in that I environment. A shot. Yeah, not not a shot with like, you know, your four guys at the bar. <laughs> there's a dance party in the other room. That's been a long time. Um, and then we got another drink, and I was like, after that, I went from not knowing if I wanted to go dancing to truly dancing by myself for three hours, head down, just in the zone. Didn't give a, like every once in a while, I would like get up, put my arm around Marty, put my arm around Cone. We're like kind of dancing together, but I was, I was just in it. It was so good. (laughs) You're on like a natural drug, basically. Your brain was flowing happy chemicals that have been building up for months and months didn't even realize how much i missed it it was like one of those things that i didn't crave throughout i was like the things that i craved were way more simple like just hanging out with friends because i couldn't even do that um right. but then the last few months i've been hanging out with friends and what i hadn't had on the register was uh fucking rager and and here it is it was good it was good and it was funny because that night at midnight, the <laughs> LA was like, all right, starting now, you have to wear a mask indoors. So like, this could be like the last huge dance party for a few months. And you like timed it just right. Yeah. God, I feel bad. That's, that's brutal for you guys. <laughs> or maybe people just were like, nah, we're not going to um, agree to doing that. And we're like, would this party just happen again in next week? Nobody's going to like actually wear a mask there. Yeah, I wonder. I have no idea. It's. I mean, you would know better than me. Like, but it seemed like the next day they had the mask mandate um, start, or on Sunday they had it start in, uh, and like everyone at the coffee shop where I'd been the day before, no one was wearing a mask. They're suddenly all. all oh, no one was. Oh, yeah. 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 Now yeah. they are. The signs were back up on stores. I think they yep. stores want to keep their employees healthy. Right. But I don't know what the fuck, like bars are going to, no, you can't require a mask at a bar. Like, I think that's the weirder part because like the way bars always worked when they, when they opened indoor dining, it's like, you don't have to have a mask on when you're eating or drinking. And it's like, put a mask on if you go to the bathroom and it's like, yeah, that (laughs) seems, that seems like a weird, like half measure anyway, that couldn't have helped that much. Like, I yeah, mean, it seems like it's going to be happening in other cities. Like, it's just growing and growing. And, like, that's the first thing that you do is, like, say, okay, you have to wear a mask indoors again. Like, right. I would I would say most big cities will have it soon. So, I guess we'll find out what the fuck is going to happen. But, like, I just don't understand how you can do mask indoors at a restaurant where you don't have one when you're inside. And it's just like you wear one for like 5% of the time. It's like, if you stand up, you have to put it on. It's like, that's not yeah. happy to do it. Of course. But it's, it, it sounds like it can't be helpful. It, there's no way no. That that's like super good. Right. Maybe it's like, yeah, I don't even know. I just don't know. Let's find out. Um, all right. Here's a classic question that we get all the time. What is your dream car Ooh, that's from josh carter dream car my dream carter i've got a couple i've got a couple. i mean we're we're fucking i'm a gearhead so like i can't count how many times people have asked me about my opinion on my fucking goat whip <laughs> yeah you the 1990 no the 1969 porsche carrera <laughs> yeah. um, 
I'm fixing it up with my dad in the garage as we speak. You have a hot, don't you have a hot rod? I'm working on building a hot rod. Yes. <laughs> it's a 54 Chevy. Um, man. I get you. Well, I, so for a long time, I had my dream car. It was a 2000 Toyota Tacoma. I since given it to my sister. She's got the, she's got my dream car. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like um, I don't care about like fancy cars. Like I would never, I don't like want a Mercedes or a BMW. I like early 2000s, just the same way I like my music, uh, late 90s <laughs> trucks. That's that's what I want. Part of me, I think if right. I if I really had my druthers, I'd have um, a nice um, old pickup truck again, Just just a nice tiny little... Uh, weekend errand runner and a Westphalia. That's that's the that's like my dream car. I think. The, How much the Westphalia that you can like sleep in? Yeah, like a nineteen ninety two Westphalia Vanagon. That's what I want. I'm gonna get you one just because I have. I don't. I came into this huge chunk of cash and I want to pay it forward. I don't, I don't this one feel is 71 like it's seventy one K. If it's paying, fine. Just so you know, if it's paying it forward, then that means you actually don't expect anything of me, <laughs> and I'm supposed to well, do a good deed for someone else. I'm sure you'll hit me back. You That's can what pay I'm it saying. forward all the way around back to my ass. Yeah, I so don't want around. to you pay owe it forward you. so much. I don't want to owe you something because you don't In want kind. Cash. You want some kind of favor. You want me to be indebted to you. You a want me to have to say yes. Favor. I mm. want that Westphalia favor. I don't want to. That's do that the for big you. one. <laughs> I don't want to do anything for you. <laughs> you owe it to me. I. It's it's insane how little I care about cars, and I guess I'm happy about it because I waste my money on shit like crypto and fucking collectibles. Right. That like, I'm glad I don't care about cars, and because I would just spend. Cars are a very expensive hobby. If you have it, like. You, you mm-hmm. can spend a hundred thousand dollars on a fucking Tesla, yeah. And I'm like, I I already feel bad that I like lease a fucking mediocre Mazda for two hundred and fifty dollars a month. I'm like, I don't need even that. Like, I can just fucking drive a Ford Focus. I right. don't care. I really, I don't know what it's in me. It's in my brain. I never, ever, ever cared about what I have. Yeah, <laughs> and that. You do, but you care about it like being at least easy to drive, like yes, comfortable. But every what car in twenty twenty is like nice and comfortable. Right. Like I'll rent what a if car. You tried, what if you just went and you were like, "I'm gonna try um, an Audi. I'm just gonna drive an A4." And you're like, "Yeah, you liked that more than a Mazda. It was smoother. It was it was easy." I can't imagine. Drive. I can't imagine anything being smooth. Like I don't register the smoothness of my car, and no. I don't register like the niceness of it either and i was like why would i pay double for a car right. that feels the same to me and i i was i brought in my car to get fixed and the guy's like "Ooh, mazda 3 i think that's my uh that's my favorite i'm like yeah it's nice and he's like do you use the paddle shifters i'm like no i don't know what any of the features <laughs> are like i haven't yeah. turned i haven't activated or turned right. off he's like sport mode i'm like nope just uh, it gives you a little more control <laughs> Yeah, you feel the turns. I want to seize as much control as possible. Thank you. I don't want to. My car should control, or I do. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Give me a self-driving fucking 
I don't know. What's the what's the cheapest car? Is it a Ford Focus? Did I just make that up? Um, yeah, it might be a Toyota Yaris. Car. A Yaris. <laughs> it's got to be a Yaris. Give me an anything. I really, yeah. I think it's because my dad also never cared, so I never had that. My brothers never cared. Your dad has a nice car, though. He's got a he does, fucking yeah, he has a, convertible. He has a convertible, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's not like, I, let me buy one and you know learn right. about the different kinds. Yeah, I always cared about the way cars looked, but I was lucky that I liked the way older cars looked. Maybe it's because my family always, we never bought new cars. We, they were always used. So like in, when I was like getting a car in like 2001 or something, like I wanted a 1990 um, car. <laughs> Toyota Corolla. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I want to get like a 94 yeah and when i came back to la and i bought a car i couldn't believe how like nice cars were now like no car has a fucking key that you turn on i used to have a key that you turn on every car has a Mm. um camera in the back very helpful very great i've gotten i went from like i was so analog with the tacoma i like i loved having my key and when i got my new car i was i didn't like having a fob i didn't like the press button but now now I didn't even I couldn't use the backup camera. I didn't know how I didn't know how to do it. It made it harder for me. Um, Interesting. Now I could never go back. I was like, I was I drove my truck a couple weeks ago because my sister was home, and I fully like I was backing up, and I just like didn't know what to do. I looked directly at the console, wanting uh, wanting to see the camera. Yeah, I have no idea like what what my I used to like you know they used to teach you like all right put your hand over here and like turn around all the way and like that's how you back yeah. up or um, parallel park. Now it's like, do they teach kids not to turn around when they're parallel parking? It used to have to be. I wonder. I guess they must. But it did. Like I remember when I was learning, it was so precise. It was like the rear window needed to like line up with the line person's up, yeah. uh, like brake lights. And then you had to twist till your <laughs> rear view mirror got um, to their brake lights. The the spin- yeah. But now it's like, I, I, I'm like vaguely guessing every single time. Cause I'm like, Oh, it doesn't matter with the camera. I can course correct so easily. Also, you can, there's also cars where it's like, all right, line up your car and press this button and it'll sort of do it for you. So you don't have to worry about parallel parking. That's that's sad for me because I'm actually an incredible parallel parker and I don't want my talent to become utterly meaningless. <laughs> You're so small. I'm not small. I'm the parking king. You know that's how I refer Dr- to myself. Yeah. Drago MXOS, what rules would you like to see changed in basketball or any other sport to make the game more interesting? I I got one in mind for this one. For basketball? No, for soccer, because I've been watching, I was watching the Euro Cup, yeah. Right. Penalty kicks should be worth half a goal. You shouldn't play for 88 minutes of intense soccer, and that's like, the ref's like, I think he tripped him near there. All right, get a penalty kick, which is like the equivalent of getting 55 free points in basketball. Like, a goal is such a premium that to Mm -hmm. just give them away, and then like another team actually gets a real goal, and that's a tie. No, like that penalty kick was a lot easier than that, like an amazing header. So it should be penalty kicks are worth half. And then I'll go so further as to say it was Harry Kane that missed a penalty kick and then the rebound came to him and then he scored. Mm, The finish. 
Yeah, that's that's a bullshit. That you don't get to fucking. I think that was harder. He blocked your kick. The finish was probably. And you're like, yes, I got it back in. No, he just fucking got a rebound and scored. Like you should get the penalty kick if it's blocked. You lose. You seed your time. You don't get to. But then, in addition to that, kick it in and then celebrate like you did something good. He fucked up. He should be ashamed and saddened. Don't I? You have an issue with the rules of the sport, not Kane, and. Sterling played within the rules. Everyone played Kane within wasn't the same able. rules. They benefited, yeah. um, yes. but it wasn't his fault. He he kicked. It was block, blocked. He had a beautiful putback actually, which the, to finish on that to react. That's what on I'm that, saying. And to get it over the goalie the, the second time, is that's uh, that was beautiful football right there. Um, yeah, you get two little opportunities from point blank. Awesome, you made the second one. Yeah, but I mean, I I agree in a way. In a way, <gasps> I think. Wow, you're not a real th- soccer fan. No, I mean, well, first of all, at least I don't think you could like point to any one game and be like that wasn't fair because I can't remember every single Denmark game, but like I'm sure there were calls that they benefited from that the other teams didn't think they were fair. Everybody is like um, wins and loses by the same set of dumb rules. I don't like VAR. I think that should be. I, th- I think that they should not adhere to it as strictly as they do. Like, right. Unlike the offside calls when like a goal basically looks like it was, Clean. it was incredible. And then they do that weird thing where they're like making the cross hatches and they're like, actually his shoulder was just ahead of yeah, his toe. An inch. And it's right. like, that should not, you shouldn't overturn stuff like that. So on the margins, I don't think. Right. I think that's yeah, I mean, bullshit replays sort of a problem across any sport where it's like if you slow it down when he knocked the ball out it actually touched his pinky at right before you knocked it out so it's actually off of you yeah. little shit like that yeah it's the, it's against the spirit of the rule even though it's mm-hmm. scientifically accurate on a replay i also i don't like penalty kick shootouts and it's to not just cuz england lost yeah i think that's it's such a weird it's its own game it's like yeah. settling the it's end a of a set- soccer game by playing Mario Party. It's <laughs> or a, a basketball game by doing a free throw contest. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. I and it's tough though cuz like I don't know what else you do. You just keep on playing as they get exhausted, yeah. Right. That's harder, but it still doesn't seem it ain't right. It doesn't seem right. right. Maybe they play again. What if they pack it up and play again tomorrow? That's interesting. I, don't know if the I, thought, pl- I think that's how it works in Aussie rules. It's like if there's a tie, they're like, all right, let's play again in a week or something like that. That's amazing. In the finals, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that seems okay for the finals to me. It's like, the I don't, I don't know. The drama is amazing. So there is that. I feel like if you're an Italy fan, everybody's probably like, I love penalty kicks. The drama was high. I, I won. <laughs> I feel amazing. Um, yeah. But anyone on the losing side it's just like a deflating way to lose a game uh all right good questions good answers good to see you again in the zoom it was in a little weird zoom. to see you in person so this yeah, is yeah i prefer it this to, way this is nice back to where we are yeah um, nice. i'm off to check on my maggots and ants uh thanks to you guys for writing in your theme songs <laughs> and your questions to if i were you show at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh the opening theme song, again, let's hear the second half of it, was Alex Southie, who has 
a single to promote on Wednesday, July 21st called As Close As You'll Ever Be. You can find it anywhere on his socials and streaming on that date. So shout out to Alex Southie Music or Alex Southie with an EY. That's right. Uh, And thanks to everybody that's supporting us on Patreon. Uh, New videos coming soon to our YouTube. Um, That's right. That's patreon.com slash JA. Yeah. And uh, thanks to everyone who's supporting us there. And we will be back again with another testing, testing a bonus Thursday episode this week. On Thursday last week, we did a spelling bee. This week, That's right. who knows? I'm going to test what you. Kind of crazy I'm trivia. grilling you on okay. something. You're going to take the notary exam, the Connecticut State <laughs> notary exam. <laughs> It'll be, I'm going to fucking pass a bar exam. It's going to be a 24 hour episode. That's right. Uh, okay, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. You're Bye. not as funny as you think. You laugh along with your eyes closed And when you're open, no one's there If I were you show HeadGum Original. Hey there, podcast listener. Good news. We're doing another HeadGum Happy Hour in New York City. Whoa, that's amazing news. Amir, why don't you tell the folks when and where it is? Okay, fine. It's Tuesday, May 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Bell House. Okay, and why don't you tell everybody who the fucking hosts are? Yeah, that would be us. It would be, uh, we're hosting it. It's Jake and Amir. Okay, and how about this, you little piece of shit? Why don't you tell everybody who is going to be performing? Who is this show featuring? All right, I don't appreciate being called that, but it is featuring Charlie Bardet, Natalie Rodder, Leitman of Exploration And why Live. don't you tell them, excuse me, why don't you tell them who else it's featuring? Yeah, Millie Tamara's and Elise Morales of the Go Touch Grass podcast and some surprise guests as well. More, yes. And Mir, why don't you go ahead and close this out now? You say something like, thanks for listening. We'll see you at the yeah. show or something like that. Why don't you go ahead yeah. and do that? Hmm? I will. It's, hmm? it's, Can uh, you do that? So go buy a ticket at headgum.com slash live and we'll see you there. All right. Bye.